It's the Church of Spenstology podcast. He's been drinking ocean spray crayon raspberry for years and never got sh- Here's Spence. Welcome back. It is the Church of Spenstology podcast, episode 142. My name is Spence. If you don't know me, uh, radio guy, out of work presently, but uh, trying to keep the blade sharp by doing a podcast. Because I've noted before, uh, that's what uh, former radio people do. They do a podcast. Hey, man, why don't you do a podcast? I am doing a podcast. Why don't you listen to the freaking thing? Same thing with TV people. When they get out of TV, they open up their own PR company. It's the same idea. It's a cliche, but we're all just trying to get by. So mind your business. So this guy, Trump, we got to talk about him and how he's screwing up my life. <laughs> Uh, so as far as you know keeping the blade sharp i do a song of the week every week and it's not easy okay i gotta write a new song about something every week and so after tuesday's mind-boggling debate performance i had a friend who said you should do a song about trump being unable to denounce white supremacy if you remember, they gave him the opportunity and they talked about Proud Boys and he said, stand by, stand back. But he never really just came out and said, hey man, white supremacy is garbage. Stop doing that. All that kind of stuff. Nazis are bad. He didn't do any of that. So the idea again was put forth. Do this song. So I write, I write a song over the next couple of days. Uh, if you don't know, I debut my song of the week every Friday about 9.45 and on the social media platforms, you know, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, at Spencetology, S-P-E-N-C-E-T-O-L-O-G-Y. So I write the song. Write an original song. It takes a while. I decide to record it Thursday night, and it's taking me forever because uh, I'm crap at the guitar. I've taught myself some chords, I can I, I can muddle through, but if I do anything that's besides G, C, or D, like a G7, for me and my, my very petite hands, I get them from the president, it's hard for me to do certain chords. So in singing the song for video and doing it live, as it were, a full take, it takes, it'll take 50 takes sometimes because I'm just not good at performing. So I get the song done. It's like 10.30 at night. I check my phone. Hey, Trump's got COVID. No! And not, not because he's got COVID. That's awful too, I suppose, for him. But, but now this song about denouncing white supremacy from the debate, nobody gives two shits about that, man. Nobody cares. Everybody's going to be talking about the fact that the leader of the free world who is, by the way, 74 and obese, he has the COVID. So it's it's not a stretch to say a guy in his condition, save the fact that he gets the best medical care on the planet, but a guy in his condition, he could die. So I know Friday morning on radio stations across the land, they're not talking about (laughs) the debate or (laughs) denouncing white supremacy. Not that they would be anyway. But I had to scrap that song, so I wrote another song called Trump-a-Lumpa, uh, which uh, gives the Oompa Loompa version of Trump's COVID fight, and I'll play that for you in just a second. But because I spent so much time on my song of the week, you know, denouncing white supremacy, I've got to at least put it somewhere. So at the end of episode 142 of the Church of Spenstology podcast, uh, you can hear the song. And it's kind of a playful kind of nursery rhyme feel on how easy it is to say, hey, uh, you're a Nazi and that's not a good thing. But 
before we get to that, the aforementioned Trump-a-lumpa in honor of the president and his battle against the COVID. Trump-a-lumpa, Trump-a-dee-did. President Trump has caught the COVID. Trump-a-lumpa, dumpa-dee-dice. That's what you call an October surprise. You've known all along about this deadly virus. Probably should have listened to the stupid scientists. Quarantine, Donald, you might go insane. But the real victim here will be your golf game. Air Force One is a no-go. Trump-a-lump-a-dump-a-dee-dokes. Is it still a democratic hoax? Trump-a-lump-a-dump-a-dee-dask. That's what you get for not wearing a mask. Hey, Mr. President, don't live in fear. Like you said, this virus will one day disappear. Would it be the time now that we should begin administering doses of hydroxychloroquine? Maybe a shot of Clorox Trump-a-lump-a-dump-a-dee-dill If COVID doesn't get you, your hubris will Fauci, how's he? Is he fed up? Thanks to Trump-a-lump-a President Trump So by now we all know uh, a myriad of officials that were at the introduction to the possible new Supreme Court justice are sick. Now they're saying that because his, uh, his, his aide, Stephen Miller, uh, is also ill with COVID that maybe it was from the debate pre-session they had because Chris Christie, the former governor of New Jersey, is also sick. Anyway, it's just a bunch of uh, a bunch of white people that refuse to wear masks and, and now they're sick and, and some people seem to be shocked by that. Mm, not me. We're going to talk about cops. Now listen, if you see video of a police officer shooting a dude in the back seven times, that's not going to look good for most police officers. And it's hard to battle such bad national publicity. But I do want to talk about how you, the individual officer, can battle against that in your local community. That'll be the topic we will hit uh, on the Church of Spence-tology in just a few minutes. But first, oh man, this one hit hard. R.I.P. E.V.H. If I had taken lessons and learned by the book, I would not play it all the way I do. Instead of reading a book, I wrote my own. Because of the things that I created technique-wise and whatever the way I play, they had to reinvent a whole new way to write music because they could not explain with regular notes what I was doing with this hand. So they had to create a whole new thing called tablature. It's something that if you're a musician, you just play until the day you die. You know, it's not like, you know, I can't wait to turn 65 and retire. It's not an ordinary job. You play music, you don't work it. But at times it can be hard work to be able to play it. Sixty-five years old, way too soon, dies of cancer. Eddie Van Halen, the leader of the uh, rock band Van Halen from back in the day, one of my favorite rock bands. I put up a post of a pic uh, on Insta and and Facebook, uh, Spencetology, S-P-E-N-C-E-T-O-L-O-G-Y. And it was of a peachy folder. If you're not of my age, you may not know what a peachy folder is, but it's a, a typical folder you put schoolwork in, and it's yellow, and it had old-timey sports drawings on it. But the Van Halen logo, you would draw that uh, all the time on anything you could find. You'd constantly try to perfect doing the Van Halen logo and, uh, and the music and all of that. Uh, Eddie Van Halen, you will be missed. 
It's Church of Spenceology podcast. I'm Spence, episode 142. Cops, here's how you can make it easy on yourself. We'll discuss it in just a second. Also give you my original song of the week, an easy guide to how to denounce white supremacy. And uh, we'll do all of that, but uh, got to tell you that Church of Spenceology podcast is brought to you by the Hallmark Channel. Wow, Christmas comes early at the Hallmark Channel with Hallmark's Countdown to Christmas 2020. Original Hallmark holiday movies like I'm Dreaming of Election Results by Christmas. Santa Claus is not coming to town because he's high risk, elderly, and obese. And I saw mommy get grabbed by the by Santa Claus. Plus, the story of a struggling Slovenian model who sits on Santa's lap only to find out he's a billionaire. Melania Trump stars in... Who gives a f- about the Christmas? That is so 2020. Who gives a f- about the Christmas? Kicks off Countdown to Christmas only on the Hallmark Channel. In his spare time, he creates conspiracies for QAnon, like the one about cannibals. Satanic fire-breathing cannibals, thank you. It's the Church of Spence-tology podcast. I guess we can start this out by saying something to make it very clear. I am not a cop hater. I'm not. We all know that cops got it tough, that many of us couldn't or wouldn't ever do that job. But my advice to police is simple four words. Don't be a dick. By the way, that, that crosses many occupations and many situations. But don't be a dick. Uh, cops do have it tough, and, and, and more so today than maybe ever before, right? We got the high-profile incidents, the murder of Breonna Taylor, uh, George Floyd. Uh, that kid gets paralyzed. He gets shot seven times in the back. And the, the repeated history of mistreatment toward African-Americans has been fuel for the fire that, that has become Black Lives Matter. And again, I want to be clear. I support BLM. That does not make me anti-cop. I'm not whatsoever. I am anti-police brutality. I'm pro-accountability. Uh, I respect how difficult a police officer's job can be. I've said it before. I could never be a cop. I do not have the temperament although i do look like a cop (laughs) shaved head uh goatee judgmental eyebrows but mentally there's no way i could be a cop physically i could i'm in excellent shape not like the cops you know a few years on the force where they i I don't know at what at what point you had to be on you had to be in shape to get onto the force, like run a six-minute mile and do 50 push-ups or whatever, whatever it is. But they don't make you do that every year, do they? At least by the look of a lot of cops later in life, they, they, they can't do push-ups and they certainly can't run, right? But mentally, I could never be a cop. And, and it's because it, it, I would shoot somebody. It'd be that simple. And it wouldn't be about somebody drawing a weapon on me or charging me or someone that I thought was a threat. It wouldn't be any of that. I'd shoot someone because I don't have the patience to deal with the bullshit. And cops have to deal with a lot of bullshit. So the scenario would be, sir, Officer Spence here, please uh, please put your hands on the hood of my car. Sir, I'm going to ask you again, please put your hands on the hood of the car. Sir. I've asked you now twice. You're beginning to try my patience. You don't want to do that. Officer Spence has very little patience and should not be. Please 
put your friggin' hands on the hood of the car. This is the last time I'm going to ask you, put you, that's it. And then I would go to jail. And I should go to jail. But this is why I couldn't be a cop. Do as you're told, damn it. But again, that's why I'm not in law enforcement. I do believe that changes need to be made in law enforcement from, you know, things like banning chokeholds to every officer wearing a camera to the structure of police unions and ridiculous uh, municipal contracts that keep bad cops employed. And I think this is happening more and more. But good cops need to stand up and make sure bad cops are booted or are held accountable. You know, Chris Rock jokes about, you know, the, the bad apple. There are certain professions where you can't have a bad apple. Policing and, and, of course, maybe, you know, a guy flying a plane. You can't have any bad apples when you're a pilot. So a lot of those things, those ideas, municipal contracts and changing procedures on how they handle things, they're above my pay grade. There's nothing I can really do. I can demand it. I can vote for a sheriff or a police chief that upholds what I believe should be done in law enforcement. But in the meantime... Cops can do a lot to help themselves. Number one, don't be a dick. The PR battle, though. We've all seen videos of the neighborhood cop who, in uniform, uh, gets into a basketball game with some kids. Or the story of, of a cop who pulls over a woman who doesn't have her kid in a child safety seat. And instead of writing her a ticket, the cop out of his own pocket goes and buys a, a car seat for the child and the mom. In those two situations, you're making a positive impact on those in your community. And we need cops, I think, to get back to protect and serve. Protect and serve and, and get away from point and shoot. And now there are, there are tons of situations where that just doesn't apply. I don't live in a... A uh, utopian unicorn ranch where it rains Skittles and everyone has a mansion and a dog that has been trained to fetch beers. I know the reality of it. I get it. Cops come across the worst humanity has to offer. But those occasions are not as frequent as everyday encounters with normal people who may have made a mistake. They may have driven too fast. So my advice covers a lot of situations from driving to speaking to individuals and customer service. It's simple. Don't be a dick. If you're a cop and your normal interactions with violators, don't be a bully with a badge. So when you pull over a speeder, and we're not talking about somebody going 110 and endangering others' lives, but an everyday speeder, for instance, I got popped for going 50 in a 35. Now, in my, <laughs> in my defense, right? <laughs> the road in question should be a 45 in my opinion, but it was posted as 35. I violated the law, and he pulled me over. The motorcycle cop pulled me over, and, and as he approached, the first thing in my head was, you know, because it's 2020, is, hey, man, would you please put your mask on? I didn't say anything, because what do we all do in situations like this? We, we try not to get a ticket. So by doing that, we've got to be as friendly and respectable. We got to play the game. So I, uh, I've seen a lot of movies. Uh, 
I put my hands on the steering wheel. I inform the officer of my every move. I'm going to get my license and registration from the glove box, so on and so forth. Let's also be clear, I'm a white guy. So unlike many African Americans, I've never had an issue trusting police uh, outside of uh, having a cop that's just a dick. I, I haven't, you know, been harassed or anything else, thrown to the ground, pulled out of my car, uh, threatened with a gun, you know, because of the color of my skin. I'm blessed that I'm not fearful of cops. By the way, what is it with motorcycle cops that they're extra dicky? Is it the boots? Why are you guys extra dicky? So I was polite. He was unfriendly. It's almost as if I had slapped his mom. Like, okay, you caught me for speeding. And that's what you want to do. You go, just write me the ticket, okay? But you play the game. So he rode it for only 10 miles an hour over the speed limit. That will obviously help my insurance, uh, if not help making sure the cost of the ticket, which I guess a speeding ticket in Vegas is like 208 bucks. Damn! If you're poor, if you're poor, man, you should never speed. Because one in 10 get pulled over, 70% of those get tickets. I, st I, I researched this stuff. So I went on my way, and I get it. I violated the law, okay? But in interactions with the public, you don't have to be a dick. You can be polite and friendly. You have a chance to make a positive connection with someone you serve. Play the PR game and help yourselves. Prove uh, against the false narrative that all cops are bad and evil. You know? In your little world, you can help change that. Another example, at dinner the other night, my friend was telling me of her unpleasant uh, encounter with another motorcycle cop. She, she did a California stop. She rolled through a stop sign. She's pulled over. But he treated her like, again, another motorcycle cop, treated her like she assaulted somebody. She has just moved here from California. She switched insurance. So she's telling the officer while he's at her window that she's got to look for the insurance card because it's either, she doesn't know what she did with it. It's either in her wallet, the center console, or the glove box. So in the process of searching through her wallet, he notices that in addition to her Nevada driver's license, there's apparently a California driver's license in the wallet. And he goes, hey, what's that? And she explained that, well, that's my old California driver's license. And he immediately says, well, you know, that's a felony having two forms of ID like that. You can't have two driver's licenses. You should have turned that in when you got your Nevada ID. She then had to explain that she had lost her California driver's license, prompting her to get her Nevada driver's license. And then after getting her Nevada ID, she happened to find the California, you know, driver's license. But he was going crazy about, that's a felony. And, 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 and instead of saying, you know, just, it's just you're aware, you probably shouldn't do that. It's against the law. But no, he, he gives, gives her the stern warning, you know, that's a felony. So he takes all the information from her and heads back to his bike where he can check for warrants and everything. Now, I don't know exactly how it works, but I assume that when the cop went to check everything, he can check to see if your car is registered and whether if you have insurance and all that kind of stuff. It's not all through the DMV. That's all the same computer. Is it not? But he spends 20 minutes and goes through everything to make sure she's who she says she is and comes back, you know, with the ticket after the 20 minutes. Meantime, she has found her insurance card and gives it to him. He gives it back to her and says, next time, 
You better have that insurance ID within 30 seconds or I will write you a ticket for it. Is there, is there a time limit? I mean, you just spent 20 minutes of taxpayer money on someone that rolled through a stop sign. By the way, nobody was in danger of getting hit or anything else. But you, you spent 20 minutes on that and you're going to tell her that you've got 30 seconds next time or I'm going to write you up. It's unnecessary. And it only fosters more dislike for police, especially on a violation like that. A violation that the cop himself probably does regularly. Who doesn't roll through a stop sign every now and then? Who doesn't speed? We all speed, and I know damn well that cop does too when he's off duty. There's just no reason to be a dick. Write the ticket. It's a violation, but you're not helping yourself. And as my friend observed, like a lot of cops, this one seems to be on a power trip. Don't be a dick. And again, I'm not anti-cop. Just be a human being and don't be a dick. And I'll repeat, I know there are situations that you come across that you can't do that. But in situations like this, a speeding ticket, or rolling through the stop sign, there is no reason for you to act like Stalin over it. It's just, it doesn't work in your favor. It just makes people think you're an asshole. I had another incident. Uh, for quite a while, my windshield was cracked. A rock uh, hit dead center uh, of, my, of my windshield, uh, like right below the wiper blades, and over time... It had sent a small river system of cracks across the passenger side of the vehicle. I'll be honest, I didn't have the 500 bucks for the deductible to replace it. So I'm just kind of making do. It wasn't ideal. And I finally did get it fixed after my wife wouldn't shut up about it and gave me the 500 bucks. <laughs> I didn't think it was dangerous, though. So I get pulled over. And, you know, it's, it's a violation and possibly a safety issue. I get it. And this kid, cop, comes up. He's like 26, maybe. And he's asked me all the questions. How long has it been cracked? Have I been pulled over before for it? And, uh, and all this stuff. And I acknowledge that, yeah, I, I have to get it fixed. I, I know I do. But I justified that I hadn't got it fixed right away because I can see very well from the driver's seat. And it doesn't, it doesn't really interrupt my vision. There's, you know. But he interrupts and, and talked to me like I was a child. 26 again. Talked down to me. Chastised me. About how it's a safety hazard and on and on. I am a grown-ass man. Okay? Old enough to be this punk's dad. So don't lecture me about the cracked windshield. I don't care if you have a gun and a badge. Don't talk down to me. You're not superior because you are in uniform. But of course, I play the game because I don't want the ticket. So all of that, you know, I wanted to say, hey, Junior, go back to the car and write me the ticket. I don't need you here talking to me like I'm a child. That's not your job. You're not the judge. You're not the jury. You don't know everything because you're a cop. So don't talk to an adult like that, especially when you are fresh out of the academy. So I was so furious. 
again, I'm not complaining that I got caught, that I do need to take care of that. Same with speeding or rolling through a stop sign. But honestly, are you telling me that taxpayer money is not better served somewhere else than spending 20 minutes chastising a grown-ass man for a cracked windshield? Just write the ticket. Get on your way. Be friendly. Write the ticket. Don't act like a dick. Be friendly. Be kind. Be of assistance when it's possible. And I'll say it again. Cops, help yourself out. Four words in every situation. Don't be a dick. We're going to wrap up the uh, Church of Spence-tology podcast with what was going to be my song of the week last week, but then Trump went and got COVID and ruined the whole thing. So if you recall and remember back to the debate, there was a, a little spat about white supremacy. I explain it and then show, I guess in a, in a very condescending way, how you can denounce white supremacy. So one of the guys at the debate, he seemed to have trouble turning his back on like Nazis. Aryan nation and white nationalists and I thought well maybe he doesn't know how so I wrote this simple song to show him listen to me it's so easy to denounce white supremacy just simply say hey KKK no way listen to me it's so easy to denounce white supremacy Say, hey Nazi, that's not for me, it's not okay. Don't say stand back or stand by, say not on my watch, it's never alright. Don't say there are good people on both sides. There are good people, but uh, the ones with the swastikas, those are the bad guys. Listen to me, it's so easy to denounce white supremacy. Yo, proud boys, lose the noise of racist politics. Listen to me, it's so easy to denounce white supremacy. Hey, Tiki Torch guy, I'm not gonna lie, you're a dick. Now, some people don't, they just don't get it. They don't understand. Uh, so I put down a, a pretty good plan. Just follow these easy steps. Step one. Uh, pretty much denounce white supremacy. Step two. Uh, go back to step one. Step one. Denounce white supremacy. Step two. Actually, step one's all you need to do, need to do. Listen to me, it's so easy to denounce white supremacy. Hey, MAGA hat, did you follow that? Repeat after me. It's so easy. You could start by not being a racist prick. To denounce white supremacy.
He did not make the list of potential Supreme Court nominees, but he's one sandwich away from getting a free sub at Jimmy John's. Here's Spence. By the way, uh, most of the songs you'll hear on the podcast, even the parody commercials like the uh, Who Gives the Blank About Christmas with Melania Trump on the Hallmark Channel, there are videos to those. You can see them at my website, spencetology.com, or obviously on my YouTube channel. Alexa will have those details in a second. Thank you to Professor Blue and Caster Troy for the beats. Follow Spence on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Spencetology. At S-P-E-N-C-E-T-O-L-O-G-Y. And check out Spencetology.com. Yeah, and I'm available for voiceovers, pretty much anything. I'll, I'll walk your dog, get your coffee, no matter. Uh, any inquiries, email me at Spencetology at Hotmail.com. Thanks again for listening.